old dead people. Jocelyn's eyebrows arched. The past determines the future, she said. For instance, did you know that in 17th century America, women were accused of witchcraft and hanged for any sort of misbehavior? She cocked her head. That blouse you're wearing would have landed you in a river in Massachusetts in no time. You see, there was a common belief that only witches floated when thrown into bodies of water. She added helpfully. She smiled again. Charlene gave her a blank look. This is the latest fashion, she pointed out. She glared at Jocelyn's neat black skirt, small-heeled black shoes, and blue button-up blouse. You might have been jailed for having such awful fashion sense, she countered with contempt. No, no, they didn't jail people for that, Jocelyn replied smoothly. They put them in stocks, but not for being conservatively dressed. She cocked her head again. However, women who cheated on their husbands were branded with a large letter A. Charlene cleared her throat and glared even more. I am separated from my husband, and we are in the process of a divorce. Really? Jocelyn asked, all eyes. Well, isn't it lucky this is the 21st century? She asked. I did not cheat on him, Charlene raged. Jocelyn's blue eyes were innocent. I never insinuated such a thing. Charlene's face flushed. Beside her slender hips, against the expensive fabric of her slacks, her manicured hands were clenched. The gentleman in question and I were merely having supper together after the theater. It was all lies. I'm certain that it was, Jocelyn said with a bland smile. John had been enjoying the repartee, but he quickly collected himself. Miss Perry, aren't you working on a case? He asked deliberately. She blinked. A case, sir? She asked. Follow-up interviews in my kidnapping court case? The court case, right. But she didn't leave. Charlene was more irritated than ever. She grabbed her purse. I see that it's an inconvenient time for us to talk, she told John. She went close to him, enveloping him in expensive perfume that made him cough. I'll talk to you again later in a more personal environment, okay? He cleared his throat. He wished to goodness that she'd just leave. KK, he said using a gamer's abbreviation for okay. She glared at him. Those abbreviations are silly. You play those stupid video games too like your brother, don't you? She demanded. Well, that's another thing you'll have to work on. No woman is going to tolerate a man who games in every free minute. Unless she's a gamer too, Jocelyn said, smiling sweetly. So many of us women are these days. John gaped at her. Charlene glared at her. It figures, she said curtly. Jocelyn kept smiling. She stared pointedly at the other woman's haircut. My goodness, did your head get caught in a blender or something? John coughed enthusiastically, trying to conceal laughter. I'll have you know I paid a hundred dollars for this styling cut, Charlene raged. Jocelyn held out a hand. Please lower your voice, ma'am, she urged. This is a federal office. No verbal outbursts are allowed. Charlene glanced from one of them to the other with exasperation. I will never come here again. 
I'll see you at Cammy's house when you have time for civilized conversation, she said haughtily. John didn't answer her. Jocelyn pointedly held the door open and smiled vacantly. Have a nice day, she told the departing woman. Charlene was muttering to herself as she reached the outer office. John let out the laugh he'd been concealing. (laughs) That was rude, he told Jocelyn. She gave him a blank stare. Was it really? She glanced toward the door. Should I call her back and apologize? She asked innocently. You do and you're really fired, he threatened. She shrugged. Jobs aren't that hard to get for a woman who knows how to type and give free video game advice, she said. She smiled. He waved a hand. Go work on that brief. And what meeting do I have with an informer tonight? He added with a frown. I could arrange one if you like.